0: Hello, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the November twelfth episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're looking at numbers 2574 through 2579 of the Catechism. Moses and the Prayer of the Mediator. 2574. Once the promise begins to be fulfilled, pass over the Exodus, the gift of the law, and the ratification of the new covenant. The prayer of Moses becomes the most striking example of intercessory prayer, which will be fulfilled in the one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. 2575 Here again, the initiative is God's. From the midst of the burning bush, he calls Moses. This event will remain one of the primordial images of prayer in the spiritual tradition of Jews and Christians alike. When the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, calls Moses to be his servant, it is because he is the living God who wants men to live. God reveals himself in order to save them, although he does not do this alone or despite them. He calls Moses to be his messenger and associate in his compassion, his work of salvation. There is something of a divine plan in this plea, in this mission, And only after a long debate does Moses attune his own will to that of the Saviour God. But in the dialogue in which Moses confides himself in him, Moses also learns to pray. He balks, makes excuses above all questions, and in response to his question that the Lord confides his ineffable name, which will be revealed through his mighty deeds. 2576. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Moses's prayer is characteristic of contemplative prayer, by which God's servant remains faithful to his mission. Moses converses with God, often and at length, climbing the mountain to hear and entreat him, and coming down to the people to repeat the words of his God for their guidance. Moses is entrusted With all my house, with him I speak face to face, clearly not in riddles, for Moses was very humble, more so than anyone else on the face of the earth. 2577 From this intimacy with the faithful God, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, Moses drew strength and determination for his intercession. He does not pray for himself, but for the people whom God made his home. Moses already intercedes for them during the battle with the Amalekites, and prays to obtain healing for Miriam. But it is chiefly after their apostasy that Moses stands in the breach before God in order to save the people. The arguments of his prayer for the intercession is also a mysterious battle, will inspire the boldness of the great intercessors among the Jewish people, and in the church God is love. He is therefore righteous and faithful. He cannot contradict himself. He must remember his marvellous deeds since his glory is at stake. And he cannot forsake this people that bears his name. David and the Prayer of the King 2578 The prayer of the people of God flourishes in the shadows of God's dwelling place. First the Ark of the Covenant and later the Temple. At first, the leaders of the people, the shepherds and the prophets, teach them to pray. The infant Samuel must have learned from his mother, Hannah, how to pray, how to stand before the Lord, and from the priest Eli, how to listen to his word. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Later, he will also know the cost and consequence of his intercession. Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray for you, and I will instruct you in the good and in the right way. 2579. David is par excellence the king after God's own heart, the shepherd who prays for his people and prays in their name. His submission to the will of God, his praise and his repentance will be a model for the prayer of the people. His prayer, the prayer of God's anointed, is a faithful adherence to the divine promise and expresses a loving and truthful and joyful trust in God, the only King and Lord. In the Psalms, David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, is the first prophet of Jewish and Christian prayer. The prayer of Christ, the true Messiah and Son of David, will reveal and fulfil the meaning of this prayer. Okay, very well. So we continue looking at the Old Testament, and um, I suppose it's a bit confusing these days because... There are more sections than there are days that were dedicated to this section. So um, each subsection isn't given a day because we're trying to fit, I don't know, is it five five subsections into three days. So they're kind of broken uh, in the middle. But um, here we begin with Moses. And Moses, obviously, is one of the most important, what we would call a figure of Christ, a foreshadowing of Christ in the Old Testament. And he has this mission that later will be perfected in Jesus Christ, of being an intercessor, of standing in the breach and being in between God and humanity. So this is what Moses is called to do and um, this is his mission. And in a sense prayer also has this, that oftentimes we say to somebody, you say a prayer for me Can you pray for me. And praying for each other is vital is part of the Christian mission. The prayer can't be egotistical. It can't be always me trying to fix my problems, but has to be wider than that. So we're called to, to pray for others from the very beginning, and the nature of prayer is to pray for others. So this is um, an important aspect. Um, then we see here also this, uh, this figure of David. We're just beginning this figure of David, and David is, um, in a sense, the, uh, the, the best prayer in the Old Testament as well, that uh, he is one who um, that he is one who, who truly is close to God's heart because he prays. He prays especially. and this is David's greatness. He may be a big sinner, he may have many personal faults, he may have made committed many sins, done wrong, and yet, because he can pray, he's closest to God. God forgives him because of his prayer, because of his intimacy with God. And each one of us is called to have this intimacy ourselves, intimacy with God where we can call upon him, where we can turn to him even when we've messed up, and where we can meet his mercy in our prayer. So this invitation not to see God as being far away, not to see God as being distant. Yes, he is is God. Yes, he is majestic. Yes, he is powerful but he is not distant. He is very near to us. And prayer is what bridges this gap and brings us before the Lord. So again, we see in these figures, in in Moses, and now we're just starting, in David, to see this closeness and intimacy of God with humanity. So very well, tomorrow we'll continue. Tomorrow we're going to look at 2580 through 2584. God bless.